Welcome to Talking Baseball. Day one of the postseason is in the books. Four games played, four games ended, a lot of fun results. Let's talk all about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We are a podcast. We talk about baseball, Major League Baseball. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios in the Bronx. That's RSVLTS.com slash John Boy. Get 20% off some nice, fun shirts. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trevor Plouffe, former Minnesota twin, rocking a twins jersey, mm. right? You are wearing a twin oh, yeah. jersey? It's cut off right now. I am. Um, He's coming from California and producer Bug Bug Dude behind the dish. We had four games yesterday. We got to recap all four games. I'm already losing my voice, and we're at day one mm. of this shit. So I'm excited. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, James. Uh, our Yanks have us in a pretty good mood. Uh, they uh, they mm-hmm. shocked the world yesterday. I think one of my final words on talking baseball was, you know, such a guaranteed under in Bieber Cole. Guaranteed. Uh, and 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 that's what happened for sure there. Um I'm good. Um you know I I'm I'm happy with the results. I I think the the one thing the Houston Minnesota game will obviously deep dive into that one but uh otherwise, you know, the Rays kind of won in Rays fashion. The Yanks opened up a can and uh a friend of the family, Lucas Giolito, dropped some serious D yesterday, which was awesome to see. So um and I, I can't even wrap my head around today's slate. So that's uh that's oh, yeah, kinda we'll, where I'm at. And we'll get to that. I believe we put the yesterday's pregame show on this feed on the podcast apps. It won't be there going forward. So if you enjoyed that, Jake went three for four, Trev went three for four, I went four for four. So just a, I mean Collectively, oops, we crushed it as a podcast. That's like a very impressive record. I'm not great at math, but I believe it's 10 for 12. Nobody knows. Four, eight, 12. Yeah. Trev, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I enjoyed the slate of games yesterday. I have some questions. I wish I could make a Zoom call with some of the managers and we'll get into it. But uh, there were some there were some plays yesterday and some moves I didn't agree with. Um, but all the other games kind of went how we maybe thought they were going to go besides the Yankees just absolutely demolishing the baseball against the uh, best pitcher in baseball this year. Yeah, I do think the Twins game, not a lot of people had it incredibly pegged from Dusty's decisions and from the lack of offense from Minnesota. Um, we'll get into that. We have four games today. Tomorrow we're going to have eight games, so how we're formatting these recaps is – Bug Bug Dude's going to put 10 minutes on the clock for each game. It's a hard out. We don't want to get lost down the rabbit hole discussing one single game for 15 to 20 minutes. If we don't hit 10 minutes on one game, the minutes do roll over, and Mm. we get more for another if we need it. As soon as Trev's back, okay? You ready, Trev? I'm born ready, And for anyone who wasn't here last postseason, we are a cron pod. Mm. We go chronicle order. Mm. And... Trev smokes so um, much chronic, he, he lit Malibu on fire right now. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, all right. Game one was Minnesota versus the Astros. I'm correct there. If yeah. you are not familiar with what happened, the Astros won. 
Minnesota kind of crumbled, crumbled in devastating fashion in the ninth inning. Uh, Trev, this is your team. Uh, this is the game that you say you have a lot of takes about. I'll let you just open up if you want to give a little recap and then and then whatever you want to go into on this game, let us know. All right. I mean, look, it was Maeda versus Grinky, and it kind of lived up to the billing of two guys, you know, seemingly at the top of the game. I know Grinky kind of struggled, struggled going into the playoffs, but he returned to form. He looked good, and interestingly enough, I think taking him out was one of the best decisions that could have been made. Even though he'd only given up one run, um, they brought in Framber Valdez, who was going to start today if he didn't pitch. So Dusty said, you know what? I want. I like our chances this game, apparently. Brought him in, and he was lights out. I mean, Framber Valdez, friend of the pod, came in and just shoved. He's a friend of the pod? We always just loved his name. That's oh yeah, yeah. Framber Alert's great. <clears throat> Framber Alert's great. So yeah, I mean, look, <clears throat> Maeda did his job. The Twins' bats were silenced by Grinky and Framber, and my takes are really all against Rocco, which sucks because I love Rocco, your guy. Couple different things went on that I wasn't a fan of. I don't want. I need. I want to let you guys have your time, but hit him. Okay. Fifth inning comes around. You got two runners on, nobody out. Byron Buxton up to the plate. I know you're not supposed to bunt, mm. but in the playoffs, things are different. Byron can bunt, and Byron bunting isn't the same. It's not like really a sacrifice bunt. Like If it's a sacrifice, that's probably the worst thing that's, that happens to the Twins. If he puts the ball down on the ground with a lefty pitcher in, Puts him on the third baseline. He's probably going to be safe. We saw Bregman make a few really good plays over there, but it wasn't Byron Buxton running. It was Nelson Cruz and Miguel Sano. So that's one thing. They ended up not scoring any runs that inning. And then the other two questionable calls were the pinch hitting. Um, Jeffers started at catcher over Garver uh, seemingly because of for offense. Uh, Garver struggled this year. Uh, then it comes time in the I think it was the sixth or seventh inning Garver pinch hits for Jeffers you know cold strikes out looking I believe and then you have to bring in Avila who's your third catcher and then he comes up in a big spot in the ninth and you pinch hit La Tortuga for him mm. so I, I guess there was just no depth on the bench you brought up one of your best hitting prospects he's just sitting there like if you're gonna bring a guy up like and he can hit Either don't pinch hit or pinch hit that guy because Tortuga is not the answer. And he swung the first pitch, grounded into a double play, came over. Uh, a lot of questionable moves. Twins did not look great. The bullpen was wishy-washy. I'm not going to lay it all on Romo because I think obviously there was an error there. He did walk Altuve to um, put the go-ahead run in. Uh, but a lot of bad, bad things happening Uh with the Twins, and everyone's <clears> just going to say 17 games, 17 games, 17 games in a row now they've lost in the postseason. And it's ridiculous. That's why I have my blood red jersey on. They, it's, it's, it's all or nothing today. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Jake, you want to 
Take the the Buxton things a really interesting point, Trev, because that's uh again Buxton had been mashing the ball and hitting all these homers and looking nuts, and he's saying I can end this game, I can make it a four nothing game. It does spin a little bit into Jake's theory of like what does the other team not want to see? If you're Houston and you're you're losing one nothing and you got two runners on, Framber just came in. God, I would hate to see Buxton lay down a bunt and put pressure on the defense and all of that. Um, if, if Alex Bregman, he was shaking, bro. I got to make a play right now. Yeah, um, and and you're right. And Buxton's like different speed. Like the bunt doesn't have to be great. And even if you do get them and they make a great play, you're second and third. You're set up for the wild pitch. You're set up for a sack fly. You're set up for that. So so that is interesting in hindsight. And I do love what you're saying about the catchers. You know they carried all these catchers. The Jeffers start. Um, I'm not going to kill them for. I don't watch every Twins game, so I can't dive deep enough into it. And I know Garver struggled, but um, if you start a guy for offensive reasons and he doesn't get Hit, you know, that looks like a bad managerial decision. And hey, Framber, I think everyone questioned it. Grinky didn't have his A stuff. He had three walks and one K, but he battled, and that's why you rely on veterans in the postseason. And hey, shout out to Dusty, shout out to Framber. Dusty said he had a plan, and everyone kind of laughed. That's what I want to talk and about. And Framber comes in, he walks those first batters, and then he he, he absolutely drops it for five innings. That curveball was wipeout. Um, so, I mean, shout out to them. And just, we haven't talked a lot of Houston yet. A lot of guys in that box score contributed. And I think that is a big factor and feeling in the postseason when you have to work to get through everyone. Yeah. I want to talk about Dusty's plan yeah. and the use of the Astros pitching. Because I, we're in an air. uh, we are seeing a format we have never seen before. The three-game wild card elimination we've never seen. So we're seeing a lot of guys get cute with it. In four games, we saw two teams get super cute. We're about to see more NL teams get cute, fancy, and try to outsmart the situation. It worked, so I love it. Yeah. Even if it didn't work, I think I love it. They didn't burn a single relief pitcher. They have, I mean, Urquidy and Javier, I think, and the full bullpen today, game two, and then McCullers three. I think that's the plan. Um, I love that they said we had a plan and they weren't bullshitting. Like, we're not going to tell you, but we do have a plan. And yeah. the plan was, let's get through game one with our two best starting pitchers, and they'll split it, piggyback it, and we won't burn any bullpen. And they did have to burn someone in the end, right, Frambert? No, Framber no, finished it off. They had Presley up. He, he he did two singles in the double play. They had Trev they thought Presley about up. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, seventy nine pitches from Grinky, sixty six by Valdez <clears throat> through the final five innings of a game. Insane. I think it was the last time this has happened in the postseason since that Mad Bum Game Seven nut job performance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think uh, the other things that we kind of haven't talked about. A Reddick. Uh, was having a bad day. The Cruz double bounces off the wall, goes over his head. I wanted to make that point. Ke- it's a little Ke- mean. Ke- Twins no, fans. it's playoff baseball. I mean, Kepler scores by a foot. He gets he gets in there. If Reddick feels that cleanly, who knows what happens? I mean, what a relay by Correa! Jesus Christ, what was it? Ninety one, you said from Statcast Correa thrown from the infield. Oh yeah. Um, if if Reddick <clears throat> plays that ball properly, the Twins are shut out. What did he? What did he do? I watched the play. What did he do wrong? I mean, it went over. It, his it head. bounced over the wall, and, and then, then it bounced, bounced over, over his head. If he got too close to the wall, there. If he, if he, and it was, it was a little lax days ago. It's, it's, yeah, it's but a if tough he, play. If he, if he grabs that, 
and doesn't have to track it down, and he didn't track it down with much haste. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Trev. I understand nice, what you're it's saying. A, it's a hit, I, I and do. they would have had they would have had two on to continue the inning. So like they still probably would have scored there. It was a moment of playoff baseball where you're looking back and you're like, is that going to be the <clears> difference <throat> in this game? It's a one nothing game. If Josh Reddick, known as a really you know solid fielder, if he feels that cleanly off the wall, what are we doing? Um, and then yeah, I mean the I, I think. <sighs> The two things that kind of need to be hit on still are Polanco at short and obviously the play. Well, also, and I mean, they tied the game on a ball that Marwin couldn't. It's a hot shot to third, but you've seen third basemen's change innings. What's that? Two minutes. There's a two-minute two minute warning. warning. All right. what, uh, hot, I thought you were playing the pterodactyl soundbite. Hot shot to third, Maldonado or beats out an infield single to score the tying run, and then Polanco throws it away. And if you're a Twins fan, it's just now you're like, fuck us, 17 straight. The Polanco one was bad. Marwins was a hot shot. It's a do-or-die play. I, I really don't think Reddick did. I, I saw people coming at him, but I don't think that was that poor of a play. You know, that, I don't that think one, it was incredible. Under the poor. overhang there is a very tough uh, field to play. A lot of people misplay balls out there, including if you're a Twins right fielder. It's a, it makes for a tough play. Really, I thought the play of the game, the play of the game, and it happened twice. It was Alex Bregman at third base coming oh, yeah. in on slow rollers. The first Bay- inning, Miguel Sano hits inning. one, saves a run. That changes the whole outcome of the game, or the whole outlook of the game right there in the first inning. And, and he made, he did it twice. Once with yeah. uh, Sano, once with Cruz, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, just the Twins lost that game. You got to yeah. just say, look, we lost that game. They played well. We didn't play so well. So, boom, put it in your rearview mirror and come Back. I have one quick question before time runs out. Do it. Tyler Duffy, Trev, uh, bad outing by him. I think he got two outs, and then he goes single, 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 and the third out is Maldonado baiting the throw to let the runner score and getting out oh on the base pass. Bad base. That was bait. horrible. A lot of base runners will tell you there. I was baiting the throw. I think that was bad base running. <clears throat> he wasn't baiting the throw. I don't think so either. Maybe but, in his head he was. He didn't yeah, it's what, you hear runners say a lot. He'll tell you. He Duffy. Was. I mean, uh, Jake and I have, we see Chad Green, Zach Britton, Ottavino, and we see bullpen. Formerly Ottavino. Formerly Ottavino. But we, like, the Yankees are very spoiled with their bullpen. Like, Romo in a tie game, Jake and I are both like, we like Romo. Well, this is pretty scary. Um, are You have still the confidence you had in the bullpen that you did before, or, or do you think it's a little, has that changed? I, no, I, I, I do. Okay. I do. I, I think they went a little uh, off-speed heavy yesterday. Obviously, not talking about Romo because that's what he does. Yep. And that was interesting to hear Eduardo Perez being like, these guys should sit slider. They got to sit slider. I'm like, everybody's sitting slider. It's Sergio Romo. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, <clears throat> maybe the casual fans don't know that. They, sh- they should have presented it in. Uh, there was a guy with yeah. a good Twitter thread about that yesterday, though, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was, honestly, it was ridiculous. I was like <laughs> laughing. I was like, "You guys, have you watched Sergio Romo pitch before? Uh, but I do have confidence in the bullpen. Uh, Trevor May looked good. I think Duffy relied on his off-speed a little bit too much there. Um, but yeah, it's look, you just got to bounce back. Hey, right. And playoff notes you could say about any game. Twins, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Houston, 2 for 9. And hey, Michael Brantley, Teal Bar's got some nasty lefty stuff. Brantley stays in there and Love essentially Brantley. ends Dr. the Smooth, game. Baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. And not a cheater. Not a cheater. Moving on. <clears throat> game two of the day was the A's versus <coughs> the White Sox. Damn, my voice is gone. Um, Lazardo gives up three runs, and Giolito 
barely gives up any hits. Took a perfect game through six, was it? Into the six? I forget. I love this locked-in look Giolito gives. Um, I thought this was a a scared decision by the A's to start Lazardo in this game. Tim Anderson said, do you not have the scouting report on us? Tim Anderson, I think he had two hits in his first two at-bats against Lazardo. So uh, I love that he came to task after saying, like, uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah. I uh, really like that. Tim Anderson had three hits. Abreu had two hits. Both those guys went into the playoffs incredibly cold. So they flipped the switch a little bit there. The story is Lucas Giolito. I wanted to see how he pitched, Trev. If he, <clears throat> if he like, dominated, like, quick outs. He had two quick innings. Other than that, the A's never, or the A's never got anything going, but... He had six three-ball counts. Like It's not like he was breezing through everyone. Now, the bottom of the order, he took care of, besides Loriano. Well, I don't, he's a little low for me anyway. Maybe he's struggling. I don't know. Um, but those are, that's kind of what I got. I mean, we got to talk about Giolito. Uh, the, the A's, <clears throat> they didn't see a lot of pitches. The bottom of the order breezed through. Kana only saw eight pitches, and one of them he worked a walk. So he's giving quick outs. Uh, Sean Murphy, he, he averaged three pitches in that bat, and so did Pinder. So a lot of the bottom of the lineup gave Giolito easy outs. Uh, when the top was working his pitch count, they could have knocked him out a little earlier. They had him at, what did I say? It was They had him at 40-something pitches after three. 41 through three. Yeah, they, I, I don't know. That's still a decent pitch count. You're, I, I like what you're saying Not about to go the bottom the of the order, though. If if the bottom order did their part, yeah, you could get Giolito out by the six, and I think you feel a lot. I was better. expecting him to be like one two three inning, one two three inning, like four pitch at bat, three pitch at bat, and it was it was a lot of. Deep, and go look deep. at the reliever stats, quick, Jim. They they had some pretty quick at bats too, and Marshall Bummer Colome again, not your, not your pops' favorite relievers that you you might be know, but they do their job yesterday. This story is Giolito, and he's your guy, Trev. So I hate kicking it to you, but. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about three ball counts, that's the A's. That's what they want. <clears throat> they want to work the pitcher. So yes, like the top of the order did their job, I guess, in that regard. But yeah, when you're going up a guy like Giolito, who's in that like freak show mentality out there, kind of like dancing, like he's actually skyrocketing up my hot boys of summer list mm. like, with what he's doing on the mound right now. Like you're performing, you're also like in this zone where you look like you're in a different world like he doesn't care who's in the box right now he is just doing his thing throwing high change-ups basically reinventing the way people pitch uh but he was yeah he was a stud yesterday and then abreu who's just continues his dick dropping mega world tour in 2020 he's the only one that's allowed to be touring right now because everything's shut down but jose abreu is like you know what i gotta do it for the people and he had a bomb against Luzardo, and yeah, like you said, Tim Anderson looks like a genius now, or at least looks like, wow, he was really right. Don't start a left-hander against us. We're 15-0 and 0 now. Yeah, and Adam Angle's the other guy you got to talk about. And, and that was my thing coming into this game. I said that the A's are either going to feel great and the White Sox are going to be deflated because their perfect record's going to be gone, or the A's are going to be sitting there feeling dumb because the White Sox beat another lefty. We talk, you know, 0 for 17 is an insane number for the Twins, and when you really think about that, 17 games. Hey, how about 15 the opposite direction for the White Sox versus lefties? And Timmer for debt, my other thing on this is, and this kind of ties to the Yankees game later, the White Sox, they limped into this a little bit, but who do they have? Tim Anderson. 
Jose Abreu. Those guys get hits in the first inning. They don't score. Lazardo gets the last out of the inning. But as a White Sox fan, you're like, okay, yeah, I've got Tim Anderson. I've got Abreu. I've got Giolito on the bump. Let's do this damn thing. And for the A's, uh, maybe this is a little biased because I picked the A's to win this series. I do think you can kind of wash your hands of this and say, hey, the bad man pitched yesterday. Giolito did his thing. When he's right, <laughs> he dictates what's going to happen. But he's done. Now you're the A's. You've got Bassett on the bump. At the same time, Keiko's coming. But you say the bad man's gone. Let's go get it today. We're still in Oakland. Um, but damn, man. Good for Giolito. This, we'll get- this takes him up a... You, you guys have your book. I don't talk about my book a lot. Not a reader. This brings up... Lucas Giolito a little <clears throat> earlier in my book. This is this was big for him. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We'll talk about the pregame show of game two, but Keiko, I love Keiko. So mm. uh, got a lot of faith in him. Uh, I mean, Angle <clears throat> has a home run and a double off Lazardo. Um, the home run was on an O two pitch, and maybe the worst O two pitch in the history. Uh, you know, tied tied with a thousand other O2 pitches for worst O2 pitch ever. Yeah. But a fastball right down the middle O2. Uh, you know, that's about as bad as an O2 pitch as you can get. And he banged it. So I think uh, one guy who who shows up that isn't supposed to show up. I'm not saying Angle's going to be the guy, but we always get one guy during the playoffs for a team that makes a run. It's like, "Oh, we're getting production out of this guy." Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was I, a bit I mean a big home run. I mean, the White Sox didn't walk, Trev. They didn't have one walk. It's not good. They had nine hits. They didn't have one walk. Um, They're not walkers. I know, but they swing. They swing a lot. They have a high chase rate. I mean, I don't know. And, hey, this is a kind of a weird way to look at things, but that's how I live my life. Uh, The yes-men, Yasmani Grandal, hits a homer in this game, and he was like the only catcher to really contribute offensively yesterday. Um so, hey, I don't know. That's a, That can be a difference maker. Maybe not necessarily in this game. It gave them another insurance run, which does feel good come playoff time. Um, but, yeah, good for Yasmani, And it was man. a bomb. And, he, and he's, like, he's like a bonus piece on that offense when they're right, which is, which is pretty nuts. Hey, maybe don't throw a lefty. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe yeah. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially a rookie lefty. Yeah. You know. If it was Keuchel going up against the White Sox, then you're like, all right, well, Keuchel's lefty, but sure, he's a veteran and he's like been having a great season. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else on this game? They didn't even have to pitch Croquet last night. Your guy. My guy. I don't know, man. I, I think that the A's are in a tough, tough position. Bassett is going to have to do a Giolito. He's going to have to do a Giolito. Because I, I don't see them coming out and scoring – a ton of runs off Keiko. He's going to do uh, a Jimmy start. What's the Jimmy uh, yeah. good start Compete. line? Like five innings pitch, two earned runs. They did save a, a good amount of bullpen to do that uh, with Giolito going into the eighth. I mean, I think I mean, exactly what Keiko's going to happen. It's called the Keiko, isn't it? Yeah, Keiko's, yeah and Keiko's been better than that this year. <clears> I know. One but, nine nine ERA. Yeah. And he's it's been going a, deeper. It's a bad year he's been to going the Keiko. He's been going deeper in the games. Yeah. He started the season doing it. Um, but yeah, the White Sox have their bullpen backing him so they feel they feel great i mean they feel great going into game two simeon and olsen wake up yeah olsen long foul ball yesterday at it half point to the homer draft we'll get there later all right game three the rays versus the jays 
Now we found out that the Jays had the same cute thought process as the Astros did. Let's use, instead of Ryu, we'll save our best starter for game two. The Astros didn't do that, but they split game one with their next two best starters, or I don't even know because you still have Walker. But they split it with two starters. They go, let's go Shoemaker to Robbie Ray. Both pitched pretty well. Yeah. The timing of the Robbie Ray move was a little inopportune, and I'll let Jake speak on that because he was tweeting about it and stuff like that, but the Rays have a Rays baseball game. Snell pitches really good. He allows one hit, strikes out nine. He doesn't finish the sixth inning. He has to hand it to the bullpen, but then you got Castillo, Anderson, Fairbanks, um, and and then the Rays, you know, they have some shift beaters. They have a triple and then a wild pitch. They have a walk and then a bomb. They did. It, this was this is how you close your eyes and you picture a Rays win. Yeah, I, I keep flip flopping a little bit on this because I, I think if you're the Jays, you scored a run, and I do think that's important that you didn't leave a goose egg on the board. It's close game because that you know if you see that goose egg and then they could carry into tomorrow, you're wondering are are we going to do it? You got one across the Robbie Ray Matt Shoemaker. We were talking about what was Matt Shoemaker's leash going to be. He goes three innings, shutty, two hits, thirty five pitches through three innings. And they bring in Robbie Ray. So they're trying to do the Framber <clears throat> piggyback that we talked about in the Houston mm-hmm. game. And, again, we're giving Dusty compliments for it. And, hey, Robbie Ray looked pretty good. The one thing that got me, they brought him in. His first batter is Randy Arozarena, who, again, Ray's, if you're not familiar, young player. Uh, the biggest thing I think you need to know is that he mauls lefties. He has an 8 OPS versus righties, which is good. But he's got a 1.4 OPS versus lefty. So you bring in Robbie Ray. Arazarena puts one in the gap. It's a triple pass ball. He scores. It's one nothing. And again, it t- tying it to that Reddick play, you're doing this kind of playoff baseball mindset where you're like, is this going to be the difference? It's a one nothing game through seven. And then in Ray's fashion, it's who does it today. Manny Margot after a nice Joey Wendell at bat. That makes it 3 nothing With the Rays bullpen, it's near impossible. And, hey, we're giving starting pitchers uh, love. We gave Giolito love. Blake Snell, 5.2, one hit, two walks, nine Ks. That's dominant in game one of a playoff series. Uh, <clears throat> I will say this. Uh, I, actually, Trev, go. I don't want to go ahead of you. What yet. do you got, bro? I felt like you were going to talk some shit. Yeah, I, I don't like this Rays strategy if they want to get into the DS and CS. You got to let, like, Snell hasn't gone six innings all season. Uh, none of their starters really go deep, and we're seeing the same thing with the Dodgers. And I, I wonder if when they get to the DS and the CS, there's no off days. So if you're going to rely on your bullpen, you got to have six arms that you rely on in close games. So... We may see them go, like, I think you have to let Snell go deeper come the DS and the CS if you want to have your bullpen alive for the World Series. So uh, their bullpen's amazing. This is the Rays' strategy. I don't like this strategy when they get to that slog of potentially 12 games in 12 days. But it's fantastic for now. It's a good strategy. I thought Shoemaker, you let him go batter by batter, like the Granky framber worked, but Granky went four innings. That's such a difference. And it's a little three. tricky because Robbie Ray is traditionally a starter, so you want to give him the clean inning. So I, I do get it, but not with a Rosarena. Or um, maybe you could let, let Shoemaker go and then Bridge and Robbie gets the next clean inning. 
But he only, he's only at 35 pitches. He looked really good, and it, the piggyback's not going to work when the first guy only goes three. He needs to go at least four or five. And the only thing before Trevor gets hot. <laughs> sorry, sorry Trev. Trevor's Trevor's Rays, his his former team that won yesterday. Sorry, Oakland and Minnesota. Um, I will fight you a little bit on pulling Snell there because Bo Bichette's up, runner on base in a one nothing game. Snell did his job. You have that. Pen. I like. I'm fine with it for this game. Uh, the the scenario helped. I just if that's their strategy, five and getting three plus from the bullpen every night. Five point two is a little different than five. Yeah. All right, Trev. Sorry. I agree, with of, I agree with a lot of you guys' points. I'm I'm looking at this team and you're talking about the strategy they're doing. This reminds me of the 2014 2015 Royals teams. You better have a lead going into the sixth, seventh inning because you're not going to get a lead yeah. from their bullpen. They just better exactly sweep. what their strategy is. They have to swing the bats. They, they, this team finds ways, like Jake was saying, who is it going to be today? Okay, last night, uh, Margot <clears throat> comes up with a huge homer. But if you go into a game and it's the fifth, sixth inning, you're tied or behind with this team, you know it's going to be a lot of work to get that victory. Uh, Nick Anderson last night, was around the plate a lot. Um, I think a lot of his off-speed was ending in the middle of the zone instead of starting in the middle of the zone and ending out of the zone. So he gave up that run to Bichette. was a sack fly, I believe. But, I mean, this is they mapped these games out, and it went exactly how they wanted it to go. And that's kind of what you say almost every dang game with this front office and cash and what they do. I just They believe in their process, and they're going to do it. Yeah. And if I don't know if you guys saw watch the game, I, but if also, they have the one thing, if they have the off days in the DS and CS, I think it's the best formula ever. But it's a little tougher when you don't have those unless you sweep, you win in three, you win in five, you know, and then you get some off days at the end. Yeah, I mean, look, you could say that, or you could say they've been doing it all year, and they ha- they do have they don't have three guys in the bullpen. No, they, they have rely, a lot. They rely on everybody. They have so a lot. you know they can do that. I think one of the things that's missing from everybody talking about this victory was like the positioning um willie adamas at short made two like great plays but he was positioned there there was a line drive up the middle i believe off nick anderson boom he's out and the inning another one uh in the six hole adamas right there you're like what where is this guy playing he's everywhere and that's just part of the machine they have going there i mean they're gonna beat you with like their preparation their analytics their positioning not letting a starter go through the order the third time. I mean, that's 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 their philosophy, basically. Yeah, you know, we all know it's it's pitcher's advantage, neutral hitter's advantage. When you go through the orders, they don't want to ever give the other team an advantage, and that's what they try to do. And and you couldn't, like you said, you couldn't imagine a more raise victory. No, even the two run home run off AJ Cole, Joey Wendell. I just watched that bat again. Joey Wendell had two strikes on him. It's a, a a foul ball home run, basically. And then Cole stayed pretty far away from the zone after that swing. I think he came back in the first 3-2 pitch, and Wendell fouled it off. Then he draws the walk. Then Mar goes up, but Cole is Cole and the, and the Jays are really worried about Wendell stealing, and Margot's not like a big homer threat. I think he threw four pickoffs. Um and then finally put one in the zone to Margot, and he crushed it. So Joey Wendell, it's a walk, uh, but he kind of changed that inning there. It was, a, it, you know, the walk and the distraction of him, him, the threat of a steal. 
they don't show up in the box score, but uh, he definitely changed Cole's like mindset on the mound there a little bit. It was pretty good. Jays, 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Alejandro Kirk DHs and goes 1 for 3, by the way, gets the first hit of the game. Um, and what something you might want to circle, or if you're a Jays fan you want to circle, Rowdy Tellez, pinch hits. Uh, you know, he's been hurt. He doesn't get the start. He gets a hit in his pinch hit at bat. I'd assume he's going to be in the lineup against Glass now today. Um, and yeah, if you're the Jays, my only thing would be like, don't try to outraise the Rays. The Rays do their thing. If you're the Jays, go out there, hit with your dudes. And again, tough task yesterday, but you were in that game. You were in that game. You pushed one across, uh, and you held the Rays pretty close on Shoemaker, Ray, Cole, Baruki, Hatch. Yeah. You got Ryu going. Uh, fight back a little bit. Push push one across early. Triceratops! Oh, that two, was, minute. two minutes, right? That was a lot of... I'm looking at their lineup right now. And I blanked that Glass now is starting today. Yeah. They got a ton of righties on that in that lineup. That's it's yeah. going to be a tough one for for the Jays today. Yeah, the Adamas catch is is a really nice guy. I just went back and watched it, Trev, and that's probably a run makes it three to two with a runner one up on the middle or to, uh, uh, in the six hole. Um, in the six hole. Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, play, was, that was that was like two hits and then a sack fly. Uh, and then that. So it would have been like a little bit of a rally as well for the race. Jake, I have something for you because I think we have some roll over time. Yeah. Jake Jake and I love some good early settler names. Mm-hmm. These lineups are full of early settler names. Yeah. Like Brandon Lau. I don't know if Brandon's an early settler name, so I'm mm-hmm. going to cancel that one. Nate um, Lau. Joseph Wendell. Yeah. Matthew Shoemaker is a real yeah. sneaky, yeah, very good early settler name. Nick Anderson. Peter Fairbanks, Nick Anderson. Oh, like, kind of like Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, Robert yeah. Ray. Yeah, just tons. Tom, oh, ha- Tom, Tom Hatch, Tom is, Hatch all-time. is the all-time early he be, settler name. He's, he's the <laughs> yeah. number one reliever out of the so, I mean, early settlers team. This is, this is the best early settler game we've had. I think it's all it's a lot of uh What's A.J. Cole's real first name? Andrew? I mean, yeah, Joseph Wendell's great. Joseph Wendell, Andrew Cole. I mean, it's a lot of the Jays, right? Or we're doing the Jays pitchers. Yeah. Besides Ryan Barucki. Tons. Good Rowdy Telez is like a nickname for Alejandro uh, Kirk. Someone that you're looking for, like an outlaw. Oh, mm. Gotta go find that. Yeah. Rowdy Telez got a big bounty on his head. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I like that. Rowdy Telez. Rowdy. Yeah. Huge. He's yeah. He's like a bandit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last game of the day. Have we come in early on all of these? So far, we're crushing it. Doing a good job. Right on time. <clears throat> Tight. I uh, Yankees. I didn't say. What was that? Mm. It's inappropriate. Oh, about sex? Ejaculating It was a sex early. joke, yeah. Premature? Yeah, we call that the Jake. Got a Not him, though, Jake, and- Jake Sanderson. Everybody does. Like, just have a conversation about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the fourth game of the day was the, the primetime game. It was the uh, pitching matchup of the decade. Yeah. No, it was really good, though. Bieber versus Cole. Yankees have their way with Bieber. Uh, I was, I was very, I'm still a little confused about what actually happen if it was pitching poorly or a fantastic approach because ESPN gave out this one stat that I'm now like leaning on even though I think it's a dumb stat mm. uh, but the Yankees banged man they flipped the switch uh, and Garrett Cole did what they he's getting paid to do uh, it's 
It's a scary game one. Um, if you thought the Yankees were going to roll over and die, it is only one game, so I'm, I'm coming back down to earth. But, Trev, can I tell you the stat they showed on ESPN that's been boggling my mind? They called it non-competitive pitches. And it was pitches that are 18 inches away from the zone. And they said, Shane Bieber has the most swings and misses on non-competitive pitchers out of any pitcher. And he had like... 55. It's like double. And the second place had like 28 or 32 or something like that. I never heard this stat, and I kind of called bull spit when they showed it. I was like, dude, that's pretty arbitrary and weird. But then I watched Shane Bieber pitch the rest of the game. His breaking stuff was never near the zone. It Like, people were saying the Yankees were spitting on it or had a fantastic approach. Or I'm not giving the Yankees credit. Like, they weren't even chase-worthy pitches. And I think when he did throw his breaking ball close to the zone, he got swings and misses. Like, I can remember some on Voight, some on Judge, some on Glaber. Um, I think Geo chased a couple times as well. Stanton, for sure. So, a lot of, I heard a lot of people saying the Yankees, like, had he was tipping maybe, or the Yankees just had, like, a fantastic scouting report, which it might be good. But I didn't even think that Bieber's pitches were competitive. And I think then the relievers came in, and they were like, it was the most amount of non-competitive pitches I've seen a team throw, just away from the zone. All their breaking stuff start out of the hand was a ball. So, do you have any? Do you know that stat? Have you seen it? Did you have any thoughts on that aspect of what, or or your thoughts on just what happened with Bieber? I didn't. I didn't see the stat, but I mean, look, if you look at the Yankees lineup, they'll do that to a pitcher. I mean, you're trying to be perfect against this lineup. When you try to be perfect and make perfect pitches, you're going to start them, you know, on the outer parts of the zone. They're going to run away way off of the zone. When pitchers are good and you're throwing your off speed um, where you want it, you present it as a strike, and then it's not a strike. Uh, when your fastball is good, you present it as a ball, and then it's a strike. That's what Bieber does. I mean, he makes you chase pitches because they look different coming out of the hand, but Last night, like you said, trying to be too fine. When a pitcher has a good off-speed pitch like he does and it's not starting where you know it needs to start, it is an easy pitch to lay off of. It's so nasty. You know, like you said, it's out of the hand of ball, and that just happened way too many times last night. But you have to give credit to the Yankee hitters. I mean, they just came and did it, it, dude. And like When he was in the zone, they banged. Judge now has three home runs and three wild card games. First pitch, and right? First pitch. first pitch. And I think in the A's wild card game, it was first or second pitch. It was first inning as well. Um, Judge loves those fuck you home runs. We kind of said that all season on the pregame show. And I was telling you, Trev, like when he comes back from injury, he, he usually hits a home run first game or second game, just like uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> and, uh, I'm Judge. Judge's Judge's playoff resume is starting to get pretty impressive, Trevor. He has nine home runs uh, in twenty eight games. That's uh, I think it's like know, nineteen RBIs too. Yeah, he's so he's he's starting to do it, and I I think that was the big thing. You come into a playoff games, the nerves, Bieber, all of it. DJ LeMahieu, you know, I'd said the Tim Anderson thing before. Batting title champ, and this is kind of like you know, two teams come together. Here's the team from the East playing the team from the Central. Here's our batting title champion. He slaps one to right off Bieber, the ace, the Cy Young winner, and then Big Aaron Judge goes yard. It's two nothing. You can exhale a little bit, and yeah, Jim, I I, I think the Bieber thing we're 
Overanalyzing. I think it was a guy's first start. He does end up with seven punchies in 4.2. Um, I, I do think he was trying to be a little too cute. Um, and the, the Yankees did a good job not getting into any of those bad pitches. Because you're right. They did feel non-competitive, a lot of them. Even um, the 0-2 pitches. Like, he, you know, the, it was like Hicks... Even Simber to Hicks, I think it was Simber, right? Yeah, I mean Simber was done. I yeah, mean Simber's but I'm just com- Simber's coming in and, and doing voodoo on the mound. And uh so the Yankees and A, they press some buttons, they look great, they shuffle the lineup a little bit. Luke Voigt gets an RBI double to make it uh three. Uh, and then the offense just starts going nuts. Glaber Torres with a four-hit day. It's a little cheeky. Uh, he has two infield singles, but he hits a home run. Uh, and Glaber hasn't shown a ton of that this year, so is he on now? And then, I mean, the big thing, Brett Gardner uh, was controversial because him or Clint Frazier, Gardy's been hot, the guard dog. Um, and he hits, you know, what could have been two home runs. Um, and the fact we've gotten this far without talking about Garrett Cole is uh, – is, is insulting Yeah, I mean that's what they pay Cole to do He he buckled down when he needed to um, It's good He look, he, made, he, th- he threw some breaking balls that were like Tight He looked really good Sharp. And this Indians team is not built to like come back From a large deficit like, That's just not how they're going to win ball games It's in a pitching season. team I mean yeah they You got to line your pitching You have guys that can do it uh, You try to get the bottom of the order on for the top of your order. That's how they're going to win baseball games. They're not going to win baseball games having to overcome five, six, seven run deficits. So they got to have the starters do it. Obviously, Bieber, you know, just wasn't his start. No. But now you're fighting for your life just one day after, you know, you're kind of coming into the postseason feeling really good about yourself. You get knocked in the mouth by the Yankees and by Garrett Cole, and now you're, you got an elimination game next day. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of the Indians lineup, Josh Naylor gets four hits. Yeah. Um, do you remember me telling you to watch out for him, Trev? I don't. I did. Oh. Well. That might have been on a different show. <clears throat> no, no, no. I told you how he gives up home runs to the bottom of the order. And oh, I yeah. Nailer, yeah bottom Nail, I have Naylor pegged as my scary guy. But Naylor has a great game, screaming and yelling. And then Ramirez does get their RBI uh, in this game. He came up with runners on, and he did come through. It wasn't the three-run home run that would have tied the game. That had me very scared. Uh, it was a hard hit ball down the line, but that's the guy that the Yankees are going to have to worry about. He's on fire, and he did. Um, I mean, was that his only hit? Let me look at box store. Yeah, that was yeah. his one hit. Hit a walk. The bottom of the lineup had six of the eight hits. Four of those were Four Josh Naylor. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Is the this Yankees, a must? Yeah. Is this a must win game for the Yankees? Now that no. you know that Hap, Hap is probably going to start Game Three. No, not- no. No, Hap's not. Hap's starting game three, and he could go two innings. Like it's, it's like, and that doesn't like give me the like. Oh no, Hap has to go six strong. Like it's he's going to start the first inning, and we'll see from there. Um, That depends on how today goes too. You could also see funny business. I mean, you know, think about all the piggyback starts. That could be Hap Davey pretty quick. That could be a lot of things. So, Hap no, Davey, Monty, it um, can be a lot of I, I, I just think it, it goes, again, these three-game series, we haven't seen them, so I don't really know. I think, you know, momentum could be snatched easily today. Are the A's going to be going into a game three at home, yeah. um, you know, and having taken down Keuchel? The Yanks, again, we've talked a lot about playoff Tanaka. Uh, we'll see what that looks like today. And, again, Cleveland – 
it's kind of funny because these teams are going to look at games differently. Like, this is an elimination game for Cleveland. If Carrasco somehow doesn't have it, they're going to go to yeah, their pen instantly. Yeah, like, it's going to be Plucko. It's going to be Savale. It's going to be, you know, they didn't use their like, best guys last I night. I think they're going to have they're gonna have everybody. Fizak is gonna have a, spikes on in the pen. Yeah, it's a great. Is, yeah, it's a great call for the pregame show. Make, like the whoever's down. This is. Uh, this is it. Every single sink. pitcher is going who, to have his spikes on. There and whoever nobody's sitting in the dugout without his, his spikes on. Whoever's one up, they're not going to be as quick to go to their bullpen because they want to save them for the potential yeah. game three when they need to go all hands in. So it's a very interesting point. Uh, we'll talk about that more on the pregame show, which is starting in like 10 minutes if you're a Patreon. Every Yankee starter had a hit except for Hicks, who had two walks. Um, uh, eight out of nine scored a run. They, they banged all night, and, they, and that was good. And, uh, and yeah, they I, saved their bullpen, Trev. So like today, they can yeah. throw Chad Green, Britton, um, Chapman, and those guys can still go game three. So the fact that Cole went seven and Sessa was able to get the last two, um, you know, and that's why I love the Astros as well because they won only using two starters. They didn't burn any pen. So the Astros and the Twins, the Twins are going all hands on deck, but um, the Astros, like the Yankees, they can use all their relievers and still use them game three. They're not really worried about that. Two games in a row ain't nothing. So... I do. It worked out, and then, and then, clean defense by the Yankees. That needs to be mentioned. They have not been doing that of late. Well, most um, errors in the major leagues. Are we gonna and, let? Are we gonna let Gary Sanchez play today? Are we just gonna? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Does uh, Tanaka have his own freaking catcher too? Or well, yeah, we've Gary. got. Oh well, yeah, because the Twins don't have many catchers. Um, I'm sick of that. That's Gary, just, don't, <laughs> don't want to be compared to the Twins in that regard. But no, seriously. Gary should get the start today. Um, and Tanaka's been throwing to Gary for the last four yeah. seasons, and they have a really cute relationship, and I love it. So, I, what I, did uh, Higashioka do yesterday? One for five. A, it was an infield yeah. single. single. It was yeah. kind of like a backbreaker for the Indians. Yeah, he, no, he, he did. He, he, did, ju- he did just he enough Higgy. to not be problematic, well, and he also, did just enough to not be a problem about Gary starting yeah. tomorrow. He, he would have um, had an error if Glaber's deke didn't work really yeah. well uh, on the okay. base run. And by the way, I just think this needs to be emphasized more because I don't think the stat line was actually said. Seven innings pitch, thirteen Ks from yes. Garrett Cole. I Crazy. mean, you know, Giolito. We gave Snell love. <laughs> That's yeah. the craziest line. All right. Hey, this episode was brought to you by a ton of our most our newest patrons. They're the best, and we love them. I'm going to shout them all out. We got JS11. I think that's Jake Storielli11. Uh, thank you, Jake, for signing up. Mm. We got Brett, Matt Haggerty. Matthew Haggerty is a good early settler name. Then we got CJ, the young god. Mm. <clears throat> Not an early settler name. It's very new age. Ryan Havrat. Hovrat, Hovat, Hovrat, Jake L, Austin Saranana, Saranana, Brandon Nimmons, Marlin, Alex Premissel, Premissel, shit guys, you guys got hard names, Chef Murray, Luis Ortiz, Catherine Brinkley, Jacob Haslach, Haslack, Haslock, Jacob Haslock, I'm going with Weston Armstrong, Chris Booze, the local blues bag, Ian Malmos, Steve, Ricky, Ricky Johnson, Richard Johnson, early settler name, Jordan Nedlin, Robert Ferris, Melissa Caba, Robbie Ferris, Thomas Limar, Ryan Conklin, Jordan Grayson, and Luke Bruck. Thank you guys very much. The patrons, if you're not sure what they uh, what it gets, it's two dollars a month. And you get uh, to hang out with us 
We got a lot of people in the chat. Jose Abreu, MVP, happy for you, dude. Big mm. two-run home run. Elvin mm. Liu. Um, ooh, Elvin, formerly known as Tree Guy 98 Sup, Elvin? Mm. Norm Shaver. Norm, your game starts in an hour. I bet you're shaking. Mm. We got to go. We got eight games to preview on the preview on the pre-game show today. If you want to watch live, the patrons that are watching like live right now, it's free for everyone. If you want to watch on future days, free for everyone. Live on Periscope, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and then it does get posted on the podcast apps under a new stream, the Talking Baseball pregame show. Eight games. Let's go get it. Thank you guys very much for listening. Jake, do you have any last words? Enjoy. One of the craziest baseball days in history. Sounds dramatic, but honestly true. Eight yeah. playoff games one day. Yeah. And we have four potential elimination games. Bang. Bang. Ooh. We're out.